May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. I feel like we're getting into kind of an exciting season as the pandemic seems to be dwindling and as we experience more and more freedoms, the ability to be with people again, to see people's faces, to gather together. This is so much reason for rejoicing. I've been reflecting because as these restrictions are rescinded, And as we have more freedoms, we're starting to see a little bit more with clarity about things maybe that weren't so apparent in the midst of the pandemic. Because you have two simultaneous pandemics. You have the one, of course, of the virus itself. But then you have the pandemic created by the pandemic. A pandemic that existed really even before the pandemic. What pandemic am I speaking about? It's the pandemic of hopelessness. Hopelessness. Already anxiety and depression were at a level that had been really unprecedented, really in human history. And the pandemic only exacerbated that which was already there. This great sense of heaviness, sadness, loneliness, anxiety, and depression, which has then led to more suicidal ideation, more suicides. And the statistics are only just now starting to come out. And we will only begin to grasp the great damage that has been done during this time in a hidden way with more time. Hopelessness. This is a crisis of our time that doesn't go away with masks. When I pray the rosary, especially the glorious mysteries, I love meditating with the mystery of the ascension. Because when you meditate with the mystery of the ascension, the fruit of the mystery is hope. Hope. Why is the ascension a source of our hope? Because Jesus didn't just become, God didn't just become a man in Jesus. He didn't just die on the cross and he didn't just rise from the dead. As amazing and as central as those mysteries are to our faith, he then goes up into heaven and bridges the gap between this life and the next. He becomes a bridge for us to cross when we ourselves die. We don't have to worry about death because we will live forever. But he has bridged that gap with his own ascension into heaven. This is the good news. When we talk about Christian hope, it is different than the way that we use hope in everyday language. When we use the word hope in everyday language, we're saying basically wishful thinking. I hope that it doesn't indeed rain for the rest of this week, right? That is not Christian hope. Christian hope is certain. It is certain because it's based on God Himself, on His promise 
that what he has begun in us through our baptism, he will bring to completion. And we have no need for fear if we cling close to him, if we repent of our sins, if we draw close in daily relationship and prayer. He will draw us into the next life. He will draw us into heaven, which is the fulfillment of our happiness. But we don't just have certainty about the next life. Here's the amazing good news that we celebrate in this ascension bridging into Pentecost next Sunday. Jesus says, it's better for me to go, for then I can send you the advocate, the spirit. And he also says, I will not leave you orphan. I will send you my spirit. This is the promise of the Father that we hear in the Acts of the Apostles. Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem until I send you power from on high, until I send you the promise of the Father. And then you will go forth and evangelize to the whole world. So what does this mean? Basically, heaven isn't just in the next life. Heaven is already beginning now with the gift of the Holy Spirit that we receive first through baptism, that we received a deeper outpouring of in confirmation, and that we receive in a fresh outpouring every time we receive the Eucharist. Heaven is already here. Heaven is already in front of our faces and in our hearts. This is the amazing good news. Our Christian hope is not wishful thinking. It is certainty that Jesus will bring us to heaven if we cling to him in this life. And he is already giving us himself now through the Holy Spirit. So what if we find ourselves in the midst of that anxiety and depression, that heaviness that we bring with us today? What do we do then? One very concrete suggestion that I have for us is that we be more intentional about praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. The more we engage in these two activities, regardless of how we feel about it, our emotions very well may start to follow what our lips are doing. In heaven, all we're going to be doing is giving constant praise and thanks to God as we receive his, the fullness of who He is, the fullness of, a, of His love. The only thing we will be able to muster is praise and thanksgiving. And our hearts will be so full. So the more we do praise and thanksgiving now, the more we are practicing for eternity. So what does that look like concretely? I wasn't always a fan of praise and worship, but I'm becoming increasingly a fan now. I had a friend of mine who stayed with the Companions of Christ in Minnesota. This is a group of diocesan priests that live together so that they can engage in fraternity and prayer together. And they begin every day in prayer at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And the first 15 or so minutes of their prayer time is praise and worship. And he said, there were so many times I would go to the chapel and the last thing that I wanted to do was praise and thank God. But once he did, once he let his lips proclaim thanks and praise... He said his soul was so ready, so disposed to pray well, 
to receive more of God in his prayer. And another one of my friends, he said, I often listen to praise and worship when I first get up in the morning because if I'm not praising the Lord, someone should be. And I've adopted that myself. Every morning, beginning, listening to praise and worship because that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Also, you've heard me speak about it, and I I will speak it about again. The gratitude journal, simply writing down things that you are grateful for from the previous day. Thank you, Jesus, for this conversation, this opportunity, the way that this went better than I could have expected. Putting those things down. The more we engage in praise and thanksgiving now, the more we will overcome the natural heaviness and darkness that the evil one thrives in. As I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, this is the month of Mary, and I think Mary wants to take care of us in a special way during this month. And so I'm going to invite us into a prayer experience. I often have the opportunity to pray with people for healing, and it's so beautiful, so much, so many great things happen. And as they're delivered of this thing and the other thing, at the very end, towards the end, I then invite Mary to come in and basically to finish what we've started. And she is so faithful. She comes in and as only a mother can, gently removes those burdens, those spirits that may be afflicting that person. And so I'd like us to have the opportunity to do that right here and right now. So if you would, just close your eyes. And I just want you to be in a posture of receptivity. You don't have to do anything except offer to Jesus. Just be open to Him. Jesus, we thank You and we praise You for bringing us to this Eucharist, which is the culmination of our praise and all thanksgiving that we can give to God the Father through you. Jesus, in your name, I invite your mother into our minds, our bodies, and our hearts right now. Mary, show yourself a loving mother. Mary, I ask you to dispel with your healing touch any anxiety, depression, heaviness, any burdens that we've brought into Mass today, we ask you to dispel them right now. Come with your healing touch. Dispel the darkness by the light of your face. Come and show yourself a loving Mother Mary. We are your beloved sons and daughters. Lift our burdens. Dispose our hearts to receive your Son in this Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Mary, I ask you to fill us with an outpouring of peace, an outpouring of joy and levity, a spirit of praise and thanksgiving. Mary, you are our mother. Instill into our hearts now and always a tremendous spirit of hope so that we may rejoice and give thanks all our days.